Anyone know the story in the scripture about a, a beehive and a dead carcass? Samson? Any other suggestions? Samson. Judges chapter 14, you'll see where I'm going in just in a few moments. But I want to talk to you about this idea of leaving no honey behind. Judges chapter uh, 14, you have this story. It's called the Judges because this was a time when Israel as the nation was being judged by a series of uh, judges, no king in place, and so just judges. There was one young man who was uh, going to be uh, a judge and was a judge, and his name was Samson. Samson, you may remember, he was the, the, uh, the long-haired guy with Delilah, wasn't supposed to cut his hair because of a vow uh, that he was to take, and yet it's not so much the text, this text, or anything like that. It's an image that I want uh, you to think about, and I want you to remember uh, for this day. We'll have other texts, but... Uh, so it's not so much the message doesn't come from the text, it actually comes from the image. And it's the image that I want you to uh, carry with you. But anyway, let me just give you just a little bit of a back, a back story. So Samson is going on his way to go meet a girl. And as, if you are familiar with Samson's life, you, you understand he, he has girl troubles. And it's girls that always uh, gets him in trouble, like a lot of the fellows in here. It's, just the, it's the way it happens. So he's on his way to go see a girl. He runs into a young lion. Now, this wasn't a cub. A young lion, they referred to young lions in the Scripture. These were those uh, that were going to challenge the king or the, 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 uh, the, the king of the pride. Uh, these were, in today's, or if we talked about uh, men, these were the... You know, the 18, 19, 20-year-old, young, strong, and believe I can, you know, overtake the old man. This was that kind of a young lion. So it wasn't as if Samson was attacked uh, by a cub. But nonetheless, a young lion approaches him. The scripture says that Samson tears it apart like he would have in the, in the old King James. It says he tore it like, like he would have uh, tore apart a kid. Now, he's not talking about a child. He's talking about a baby goat. In other words, it didn't give him any trouble at all. The scripture says that the spirit of God came upon Samson. He, I don't know if he, you know, it's like that, uh, you know, the superhero of the Incredible Hulk or whatever. I don't know if he sort of felt it coming on. But nonetheless, he gets into this wrestling match with a lion and kills it with his bare hands. Has nothing in his hands, the Bible specifies. And so he kills this lion on the way to go see um, his girl. Several weeks, maybe a month or so, or a couple of months later, he revisits his girl. On the way to that, he sees the old lion carcass there uh, that he had killed some time before. And I don't know how much you know of the skin and the, the flesh was left, but the scripture just says it was a carcass and it was, you know, predators would have came through. It could have been click, uh, you know, picked clean and sun bleached. Uh, I, I'm not for sure. But here's what the Bible says. The Bible says that a, bee, uh, a beehive had set up inside the cavity of the lion. If back in that day, not much different than today, it was just really hard to pass up wild honey. Have any of you ever tasted wild honey before? It probably cost you a little bit to get a hold of it, right? If not to money-wise, but at least sting-wise. But there is a difference, and it is wonderful. Now, I don't know if you would have drawn out wild honey from an old dead carcass, but Samson did. 
Uh, and the scripture says that he gave it to his parents as well. And he gave it to people around him. He shared the sweetness. He could not pass it up. Now, this, the scripture goes on to tell that he uses it as a riddle to try to entrap the enemy. I don't want to get into any of that. I just want you to see this image of beautiful, wonderful, the, the sweetest thing on earth, honey, inside of a dead carcass. Again, don't worry about, I mean, you can go back and read the, the story, what he uses it for and how he uses it, but just the simple fact that Samson couldn't pass it up. Now, he wasn't trying to pay, play a mean trick on anybody because he was eating it himself. And so evidently he thought it was, you know, uh, clean enough to, to, to grab it, use it, and then to share it. He shared the sweetness. It's not the text. And the, and the point doesn't come. Now, I just, uh, my message this morning is just one point. And I know what you're thinking. At least he's got a point. Sometimes that's not always the case, but it is just one point this morning. I want you to think about a dead carcass with beautiful, wonderful honey left inside. And the simple fact that Samson could not leave it behind. Here's my one point. If you got something sweet to say or sweet to share, share it. Don't let it die inside of you. Oftentimes, when we make reference to a funeral, somebody will inevitably say, oh, I wish I would have told her or him this while they were alive. And we use the phrase, you know, to give them their flowers while they're still here. And uh, people will come up and say good words about the one who has passed. And they say wonderful words. And hopefully they said all of those things while the person was still alive in order to hear them. But ever so often you'll come across somebody who regrets not saying what they should have said while the person was alive. Well, I want to I reverse it this morning. And let's not talk about the fella standing over the coffin. Let's talk about the guy in the coffin. Does that guy leave this earth with something sweet that he could have shared? One of these days, unless the Lord returns in your lifetime, we're going to be the one in the coffin. Don't leave it out of here with honey still left inside of you. Share it. Get it out. Extract it. You ever seen how they extract honey from the hives? I mean, they put it in this spinner, right? And I mean, it, it does a wonderful job. And there is very little left in that extractor when it is done. That thing turns at such torque. It spin, in other words, the, the, uh, the value of the honey is so valuable you don't want to leave any of it behind. So we, when we get it out, we make great effort to get every drop of it out. Folks, there's people in your life, maybe years gone by, maybe recently, and you've got great thoughts about them, and you've said to other people great things about them. My question is, do they know that? Have you shared that with them? 
Is there somebody in your life who's been a blessing to you? It's been a help to you. They walked with you maybe during a troubled time or a tough time in your life. And you've told other people about what a blessing they were. My thing is, have you told them about what a blessing they are? If you've got something sweet to share, share it. Don't leave this world with something sweet still inside of you that, could, that can be a tremendous blessing to other people around you. It may be somebody that's at home this morning with you. It may be somebody who stuck up for you years ago, maybe a teacher or a coach, a grandparent, uh, a neighbor, a friend, a church, another church member. They've been a help and a blessing to you. And you've probably at some point expressed that to them. And it would not be a shock to them if, if somebody told them that so-and-so really thinks the world of you and, and they really appreciate what you've done. It's not going to shock them necessarily, but it's just the fact that you got something, you got something sweet to share. And oftentimes we just don't share it. Or until it's too late. Let's not think about the standing over the person saying, oh, I wish I would have just, you know, reached out to them. And let's think about us being the one leaving. And before I leave this world, I don't want to leave any honey behind. Don't leave any honey behind. Now, so, well, if you criticize me or, 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 or jump on me for, for preaching a sermon out of text, here's the text that you can use. Look at these. I love these verses. And it's from Old Testament, New Testament, Hebrews, Paul's letters, all through the Scripture. And there could be slide after slide of these. The Scripture says, but to exhort and to build up one another daily. While it is called today. Do you get the sense of urgency here? Build up. Strengthen. Proverbs 3.27, withhold not good from them when it is in your power, the power of your hand to do it. You got something good to say, you could be a help and a blessing to somebody. Don't withhold it when it's in your power to do it. Edify, the scripture says, one another. 1 Thessalonians 5.11. He's telling this between church members, to edify, to build up, to strengthen. And then look at this passage. Proverbs 18, 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Let that sink in for just a moment. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. You got something sweet to share? Dear friend, share it. If I gave you an assignment this morning and I said, I want you to think about the people in and around your life, maybe they're sort of like in your present day life, or maybe it was some time ago. Could you reach out to some folks this week and share some sweetness uh, to them and with them? Last uh, Sunday after service, we had a ministry update, sort of like a church business meeting, and Eric led it. And the three or four things that he shared during the business meeting or during the church service, it was all good news. Structurally, program-wise, financially, um, all of it. It was just all really good news. 
And I've sat through some business meetings that were not good news. Fact is, I've sat, or to be honest, I haven't sat through business meetings that, you know, that got uh, harsh, but I've, I've known preachers who held business meetings to where they had to have the sheriff to show up. Uh, one preacher friend of mine, while he was having his business meeting, uh, talking about why the church shouldn't vote him out, the deacons were moving his furniture out of the pastor's office. Yeah, it was pretty tough. So I've set, I've, I've set through or heard some real doozies. Well, last Sunday after service, we had a church business. There wasn't a whole lot of folk here, and that's perfectly fine. But it was all really good news. The, the, the thing was, though, the, and it wasn't that anybody had any negative or pushback or anything. It was, just, it was just sort of everybody just like, okay, great. And we all just sort of walked out. And I wanted to stop the crowd and say, wait a minute, what we just heard? That was really good stuff. That was good news after good news after good news. And if you're not really sort of familiar with churches and how they struggle sometimes to do things, you would, you would really appreciate what good news this is. And I was so not troubled is probably an overstatement or whatever, but it just, it just aggravated me that I didn't step up and you know, spread, some, spread some sweetness or spread some honey around. So I got home and I asked uh, my wife, I said, um, she said, how'd the church meeting go? I said, well, great. I said, great things planned and, and uh, church is doing really well and just good, good reports. I said, but I just felt like we all walked out like a ho-hum, that's fine. And I said, and I, I just wanted to stand up and say, folks, that's good. It's, it was all really good stuff. And it just kept <clears throat> uh, sort of eating on me. And I said to my wife, I said, you think I should just like go on the church Facebook page and say something about how good of a meeting that was? And she said, you never say anything on the Facebook page. And if you say something on the Facebook page now, folks will just think it's suspicious. They'll think something's up because <laughs> you never go on the church Facebook page to say anything. I thought, yeah, you're right. But then I realized I was preaching this Sunday and I thought, I'll share some honey in the service. It was good news. And um, I want you to know, it was good news. There's somebody in your life. I think we, hey, we live, and I don't know if it's any worse or any better than it's ever been or whatever, uh, but it may just be because we live sort of in a, 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 a 24-7 kind of a communication world with social network and all of that. But we live in a um, verbally vicious day and time. And especially in a social media world where you can say so many things anonymously. Just, it's just a... now. I, I can see the benefit of Facebook uh, or other means of staying connected. I can imagine I can see a grandparent somewhere and getting sent pictures of their grandchildren because you know, their kids uh, live uh, across the country or whatever. And I think, man, that's a, that's a, that is a great technology. I've been able to, to um, reconnect with some college buddies of mine, not that we've ever you know, got back together or whatever, but it's just neat to see people's lives and what they're doing and they'll put pictures of their kids on there and it's just uh, 
sort of, for me, it's neat to see my buddies and that they're losing their hair and they're gaining weight. And, and I just think, yeah, I just, you know, misery loves company. Uh, I hate going on there and seeing these guys, you know, doing marathons and all that kind of stuff. I delete them from my post and hide them. And... Yeah. But there's also some pretty ugly, hurtful stuff, right? You know what a blessing it is? What a blessing you can be with just sharing some sweetness. It doesn't take much. Fact is, I mean, when it comes to honey, you don't need a whole lot of it to really make a good difference. And it warms your heart uh, with the person that you share it with. I preached, uh, filled in for Eric back in the fall, like one of the first times I'd preached in over a year. And so I knew I was a little rusty and was a little nervous about that because I hadn't preached in well over a year. Well, after the service, or it may even been the next Sunday, I was just in the church service and uh, Brother Todd, who I did not really know very well at that time, came up to me and shook my hand and just said, uh, you know, I just want you to know that last week was a... Uh, uh, bless my heart and it spoke to my heart and I've been thinking about it all this week and then he got to thanking me for the stuff that I'd done around the church before he had gotten here and we just had this and when he walked away you know what I thought about him I thought I really like that guy you know why I really like that guy because he said nice stuff about me I'm pretty shallow you say nice stuff about people and they sort of like you You got some people in your, in your sphere, in your world, could be at work, home, a neighbor, a relative. You may not see it on the outside that they're struggling in any way or they're down in any way. And it's really not about that. It's just, the idea is just don't, don't die with some sweetness still left in you. Make sure you share it. If you got something sweet to share, share it. Well, I, you know, I don't know that I really have. You, I bet you do. And if you don't, then I would uh, encourage you to grow a hive inside of you and let some bees, and I don't know how far this analogy can go, but let some bees do some work inside your heart. Because everybody in here can be a blessing to somebody. And as, and as little as it sounds, it could just be a matter of a few words, whether texted or emailed or boys and girls. There was this thing called paper back in a long time ago, and people would take utensils in their hands and write stuff out. And stick it in another piece of paper and lick it and stick it in a box outside and send it off to other people. And I know that sounds strange that we would even think about that today. But you got something sweet to share? Share it. And share it this week. Don't leave honey behind. It's no good just rotting. And it, honey really doesn't even rot, but it's no good just being wasted in an old carcass. Get it out of there. Share it.
while you still can. Would you bow your heads with me, please, for a moment? I'd ask you, while our heads are bowed and eyes are closed for just a moment, ask the Lord, Lord, who in my life could I share some sweetness with this week? Who's been a help and a blessing to you? Oh, maybe it was years ago. That's fine. The scripture tells us to rejoice. It's an amazing word. You have joy, present day, good stuff going on. And then if you don't, you can rejoy. Rejoice. Maybe some past blessings. Maybe you could call somebody, text somebody, catch up with somebody, and share some sweetness with them. Brighten their day, and who knows? Uh, maybe even alter their course of life. Father, I pray you'd help us to be uh, aware and sensitive. Help us, Lord, to understand the power of our words. Oftentimes, Lord, we think about the negative impact that we can have with harsh words. Lord, help us to think this morning about the positive impact we can have with blessed words, good words, sweetness to share it. Help us to be ever mindful. Let not a day go by to where we haven't expressed ourselves to the people who love us and who've helped us and have been a blessing to us. This we ask in Christ's name. Amen.